Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by Lord Adam of House Parker, Ward of White Harbor, and Warden of the White Knife. If you'd like to hear your name at the start of the show and receive exclusive Westeros content, hit us up at patreon.com forward slash bend the knee. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. And I am Sir David the Huntsman. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire uh, book club. Today we are diving into Chapter 4, Eddard. Um, this is full of some good, juicy details. Mm-hmm. right? A lot of oh, references yeah. to the histories and things to come. Uh, so I'm excited to dive into this one. Uh, once again, just want to thank everybody on at Podbean for promoting us, uh, and everyone who is supporting us on Patreon. Absolutely, right now. So, mm-hmm. thanks so much. Um, our first show segment is just small council, and we haven't done this really. Normally, we talk about the show stuff, but how are you guys doing? First, is everybody good, doing all right? Man. Yeah, doing good. Doing all right. Didn't I just we, see uh, you like uh, what la- ten hours night. ago? You, you did. You yeah, did. Last <laughs> night, yeah, last night we dove into the. Uh, we tried. We, we went and got the Game of Thrones. Uh, let me look at this. Hand of the King Game card King. game. We had uh, yeah. some people hanging out. We were hanging out with our good buddy Sir Thomas the Round. That's right. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. We just. I saw the. I saw. I've been seeing this card game on Amazon. I picked it up, and uh, man, we had a lot of fun playing it yeah. last night. I thought it was going to be like we played like one round, and it was like. Yeah, once we figured out yeah, once we figured what out we how, were doing, how it worked, it got real competitive <laughs> it real does. fast. Because you, you have to like move, just real quickly, Like, because it it's a fun game, you have to move Varys around and sort of take these banners and stuff. And it's all about like, if I knew Matt was coming next, where do I put Varys so that he only has right. you know, how Stark and Tully to pick between? You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Stuff yeah, like and that. So, and so, yeah, it was, a lot, it, was a lot, it was definitely a lot of fun. We'll be sure we... Playing more of that. Yeah, we'll probably have to. And oh, we're yeah. also. Oh, we. Oh, yeah. Can we, we uh, tell them? Yeah, we're thinking about. We're working, if we get yeah. to that first goal on Patreon, we're working we're, towards this. Yeah. So yeah, our, what, our first Patreon goal is we said we would make a drinking game, and so we're thinking about making a drinking game that involves this Hand of the King game, and uh, perhaps maybe doing something crazy that involves uh, there's seven different houses, seven different types of alcohol. It'll be called the Game of Death. Yeah. It's what, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what do we say to death? Not to death. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that'll be a lot of fun. So yeah, we were going so. through, we were looking for literally we're just... We're almost at our first patron goal, aren't we? we we're getting there. Yeah, yeah we're, we're getting close. Yeah, we're pretty close, yeah. Um, and so we were looking at the different types of alcohol, and it's like, what has a stag? Yeah. You know, oh, what has a lion? There's like the Kraken rum. Yeah. The Kraken, yeah. The Kraken rum, and then we saw like a fire... 
I was like fire water whiskey and had a dragon on it. Like, yeah, obviously. Right. Uh, yep. Yeah, we were thinking maybe smearing off ice, oh, even though it's yeah. like a wine cooler, <laughs> but still smearing off ice for the Starks. Yeah. Oh goodness. So, anyways, that'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. So, so stay tuned. Um, so yeah, let's let's dive into some of the um, HBO show news here. Uh, Winds of Winter. We always talk about Gur uh, and his blog. Not a blog. We call it Gur Watch. But uh, mm-hmm. what do you got for us today, Matt? Uh, not a lot this week. Uh, unfortunately, Gurr went into, as he calls it, hiding, and he's going to let his minions post on Not A Blog. So there's not a lot of Not A Blog news this week. Um, really, all we have is the cover art uh, has been revealed for Fire and Blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, they're giving us what it looks like in Germany. And uh, it just looks cool. It's like gray, and it has like a Targaryen seal. Yeah. And it's kind of like it looks like an old book. It looks cool. So. Yeah, it, yeah. it actually yeah, so does it look really good. cool. That's kind of cool. I mean, I'm super excited for Fire and Blood. So that's coming oh, out this yeah. year. That's coming out. That is coming out this year. Actually. Who confirmed that? Uh, well, I think, believe Gurr did. Gurr, and, okay. Uh, say no more. <laughs> so Say no more. <laughs> yeah. So it, the fact that they I'll have. I'll look for it in a couple of years. Yeah. The fact that they have cover <laughs> art. And, yeah. It's supposed to be coming out this year. And then part two is supposed to be coming out next year. Supposed to be. And Winds of Winter was supposed to come out like three years three ago. Years ago. So that's fine. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm okay with it, though. I really do hope the, he takes his time and gets it done right. You know, he's a master. Yeah. master there writer. was also a little um, nugget. It was like, you know, those, those, uh, I can't even remember who it is. It's like express.co.uk. They're, okay. It's something yeah. like new, yeah. Yeah, new site. They basically said that H. H- and like you know, they tease out stuff, and sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. Right. That HBO said that the last episode of Game of Thrones will c- have a lot of major character deaths, to no one's surprise. Yeah, that's oh, not amazing. <laughs> Wait, did did you post an article on our I, Facebook page I where did. they it was did on this, our, it was a standing on face- ovation? Was that true? Was that real or not? Yeah, yeah. So like the yeah, the cast, yeah. saw, they read the the script mm-hmm. for it, right? Yeah. And the, all those deaths, but they also they gave it like a like the crew and everybody gave it like a standing over. They were happy about. The way it ended. Oh, absolutely! They're yeah. proud of it. Yeah, and uh, and last week during our uh, this segment, um, there was an interview with uh, George George Mormont, and mm-hmm. he yeah. said that he yeah, he he loved it. Yeah, yeah, right here, uh, independent. Excuse me. The uh, finale received a 15 minute standing ovation by cast and crew at the script table read. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good sign, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, that's cool. All right, awesome. Um, so if you guys have any more news or show news or hear of anything, you want to send, 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 send it our way, we'll talk about during Small Council, um, Winds of Winter things. We haven't really looked at the um, – I've read the Winds of Winter chapters, and I thought about that something maybe we could talk about is just yeah. sort of the chapters that have been released. Um, and kind of. I know most of you probably have read those, um, but they're just fun little nuggets to talk about in the beginning, get into a little speculation, and yeah, right. you know, yeah, and Ez- remind us where we left off. And Ezra and I have been watching uh, Talking Thrones, who has been uh, reading. He's been going through a point by point. There's a big <laughs> plot leak. Um, whether it's accurate or not, a lot of these yeah, plot he- leaks heavy, are false. But there were some yeah. last year for season seven that turned out to be like almost like exact. Right, plot leak. So I actually listened to uh, Ezra's listened to most of them. I listened to the final one today, and uh, yeah, I after listening to the finale again, I don't. You and I had talked about it. Uh, you can find that on his channel, Talking Thrones, on YouTube. Uh, too many characters were left alive for me to think that it was. Yeah, it was yeah. real. Yeah, guys, I say we write our own episodes. I think we should. Yeah. I really think we should. So. so, but let us know what you think. What do you? How do you? How do you think season eight's going to end? Yeah. Send us a raven. Send us a raven. We do have a raven today, by the way, and I'll go ahead and plug that. I'm not going to read the raven yet. 
Um, but it, uh, this was awesome from Billy Lapari. So if you're listening, uh, wait till the end and we will be going over some of his theories and, uh, the Raven that he sent us as well as, um, Johnny Bodine, I think is how you say it. Mm -hmm. Another Raven there. So we'll be mentioning those at the end of the show. Um, we're going to head into the Maester's study now and a quick plug for, um, another podcast that I listen to and they do an excellent job with basically this section and I listen to them a lot. It's history of Westeros. Um, these guys do a really good job of just talking about the histories and, um, they've kind of already gone through, you know, a world of ice and fire. They're not doing it like we are though. They're kind of just pulling out big topics and putting all the pieces together, I guess. Whereas we're just going through a world of ice and fire. So, uh, anyways, just a huge shout out to those guys who are, awesome and you know we're supporting them on patreon so yeah all right uh so this uh week so we're following along in the world of ice and fire book the chapter this is our chapter uh four and Mm -hmm. we're on chapter four in that book as well and this chapter is the long night uh sometime after the pact between the first men and the children began the long night uh began the long night when a season of winter came that lasted a generation, and with this winter came a darkness, um, with, that came a darkness. What ended this darkness is up for dispute. Some claim lesser gods came together to end the night, such as the Crab King and the Old Man of the River. Others claim um, a warrior with a red sword named Azora High. Others, a woman with a monkey tail. In the North, a story of the last hero who sought out the children of the forest and banded and banded together the Night's Watch to defeat the darkness in what a legend is known as the Battle of the Dawn. Wow. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Um, I was going to read something here. I got like a, just a quote from the uh, one of the books here about the Long Night. It is... This is, this is Samuel Tarley to uh, Jon Snow. The oldest histories uh, we have here, written after the Andals came to Westeros, the first men only left us uh, runes on rocks, so everything we know about the Age of Heroes and the Dawn Age and the Long Night uh, come from accounts set down by Septons thousands of years ago. There are archmaesters at the Citadel who question all of it. So that really fits in with what you just said because it's the idea that Really, this is all. I mean, was it a, um, some of the lesser gods, the god mm-hmm. of the river? Well, yeah. I think it's someone with the monkey tail. The monkey tail. I'm, I'm rooting for that one. Happened. Yeah. Well, that one's interesting. The the monkey tail because that it, the, uh, the funny thing is that where that legend comes from is I believe it's like a shy, which is like even further to the east. Which when you think about it, if you um, it, you know, Gur has designed this world kind of out of our mm-hmm. world. Yeah. And like. To me, that reference is a journey to the West, which is like a Chinese folklore about this uh, little boy who has like a pole and a monkey tail um, that like mm-hmm. saves the world, which for most of you, uh, that has been <laughs> adapted and is now known as like Dragon Ball. But it originally comes from like an ancient Chinese folklore. Uh, and so that's kind of like where nice. that comes from. So I thought that that was that's cool. That was yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So there's a little uh, history, a little study uh, from our Maester study. Uh, and those will get more, uh, those will get longer and more in depth because these these first chapters are short, they're right. vague, uh, not much to them. But once we get into Aegon's Conquest and uh, the Doom of Valyria before that, actually, and then Aegon's Conquest, a lot of stuff to actually go over. Yeah, the next chapter oh, yeah. is the Rise of Valyria, I believe. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. All right, good. 
All right, so let's dive into the reread here. Um, this is chapter four, Eddard, um, and so we will have a recap here. Um, get this one, Matt? Re- yeah, the, yeah, the recap yeah. of chapter three. So last week we read chapter three, Daenerys. Uh, Daenerys is prepared by her brother Viserys for her arranged marriage with Cal Drogo. Daenerys gets nervous, but she doesn't want to wake the dragon. Yeah, who does, honestly? <laughs> you know. Well, we'll find out later who does. <laughs> who does. Oh, gosh. If she only knew, you know, she could... <sighs> Viserys is such a little... You know what? All right, so we're on to now then chapter four, um, Eddard. And so the summary here, uh, just a short little bit, we won't spoil too much. Um, Robert of the House Baratheon, the first of his name, King of the Andals, and the first men, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms, and Protector of the Realm, has made his way to Winterfell. Eddard and Robert were good friends. Uh, they were essentially brothers. And I think that's important to, to note is that they kind of, uh, in everything but blood, they were brothers. Well, like, I mean, know? they grew up together. Yeah, exactly. They grew up together, and there was this... Um, uh, we'll get into more about his actual brothers, you know, versus right. his relationship with with Ned. Um, Robert pays his respects to Lyanna Stark's tomb uh, right out the gate. Robert and Eddard briefly discuss the rebellion and the Battle of the Trident. Uh, Robert has come to ask Eddard to be his new Hand of the King, because if you recall, two chapters ago we talked about uh, John Aaron and John Aaron's passing. Uh, he was Hand of the King, and he has he has passed and. Uh, and he passed rather suddenly, so, um, yeah. All right, so there's your summary. Let's dive into some of the details. Uh, first third, we always divide this up into thirds. We're going to talk about Robert Baratheon, <laughs> all right? Um, we're also going to talk about Lyanna Stark in our second third, and then we will talk about um, Hand of the King, and really it's re- the responsibilities there and what all that kind of uh, means for, for Ned. So, all right, let's just start with uh, Robert Baratheon. Um I'm just going to read a, uh, something I pulled this part. Um, the fir- first part here I pulled directly from the wiki, which is just Robert Baratheon, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms, um, head of House Baratheon in King's Landing. Um, he was crowned king after Aerys Targaryen, his first cousin, once removed, which is interesting, mm-hmm. uh, was killed during Robert's rebellion. Following the war, Robert married Cersei Lannister to ensure political stability. Uh, they've, they've got three children, Joffrey. Um, is, it, is that right? Uh, Marcella? Yeah, Marcel. Yeah. yeah, and Tommen. Mm-hmm. I, just, I guess I've never seen her name actually spelled out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. So, um, so from the book, I, I just love the description how this kind of starts off. You oh, see this, uh, <laughs> you see, you see what uh, Eddard has in his mind, and then you know his his what he sees, um, what he remembers of they, his friend. What did right? they say? It was eight eight years. Yeah, it had been nine years, nine years. since the rebellion. Since so the great, about since the great Greyjoy. Greyjoy's rebellion. That's right. I think it had been fifteen years That's right. since yeah. uh, the Robert's, Robert's rebellion. rebellion. Mm-hmm. Right. So it had been it had been a while since. I mean, you imagine even during um, the Greyjoy rebellion, he might have still fit this description that I'm going to read to you guys, uh, which is six and a half feet tall, clean shaven, clear eyed, and muscled like a maiden's fantasy. Fabio. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So the smell of the smell of blood and leather clung to him during his youth, uh, but he's changed. Right. He has definitely changed. And I think it's just sort of like, you know, um, it's funny because Ned is like when the column is coming north, he recognized all these different people, but he doesn't recognize the man in front. Right. He was, you know, um, yeah, being escorted <clears throat> by the you know Kingsguard. So that was interesting. Yeah, I think uh, I, it's. 
when he when he shows up, uh, I have in my notes here um, something that I found interesting is that the difference in the sh- in the book and the show. Mm-hmm. Um, in the show, he gets off the horse and like Ned Stark and everyone's standing there, and uh, he walks over to him and he's and he's like, "You've gotten old," and Ned Stark's like, "You've gotten fat," and everyone like looks yeah. and then he like, then they hug and embrace. Yeah. Yeah. And in the book, it's just. He just gets off and he's just like, Ned, happy to see you. And then he's right, like, yeah. you're, you're, you're going to your grace. Yeah, yeah. I actually like the way the show did it better. I think it I yeah. did better. I yeah. did too. It was good. Yeah. But still, it, it just shows this respect. Um, what's neat is Cat, um, Catelyn always talks about how these northern northerners or these, um, you know, the Starks are just a different breed of people. Mm-hmm. And you really get this theme throughout this whole thing that they're frozen. Yeah, <laughs> they're oh, just, absolutely. Their expressions and their right. their manner very just sort of cold and not not un uh, cheerful, but just that they're very stiff and their humor is different and and yeah. things like that. So uh, and anyways, also he hasn't seen his friend in nine years, so you know um, he's happy to see him. And one of the coolest parts was when he um, right away says, "Take me down to the crypt." Yeah. yeah, and that is what gets a lot of respect. He's just like that, and, and Ned says, "I love him for that, mm-hmm. right? For for immediately going down there." Yeah. Um, before that, he braces, um, he braces a uh, uh, cat, and you know, like a long lost sister, which mm-hmm. was nice to see, yeah. sort of see that. You know, these are these big ruling, the most powerful people in the Seven Kingdoms. You know, but they have these uh, this this history, and they're they're, they're close. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, we also learn a little bit about the uh, his company. Riding with them because yes. they, they mentioned at the end of the chapter. Uh, I did just, I have some highlights here. The crowned stag of mm-hmm. Baratheon, mm-hmm. which is specific, specifically the crowned stag because it didn't always used to be. That's right. Right. Yeah, it didn't always used to be that way. Uh, Sir, Le- Sir Jamie Lannister with hair as bright as beaten gold. And there was Sandor Clegane with his terribly burned face. Mm-hmm. The imp Tyrion Lannister as well is uh, riding along with him. Yep. Yep. Um, what's interesting too about that is that they're always from the get go. He is mentioning uh, we're talking about bloodlines, and we're talking mm-hmm. about um, hair color, yeah, and yeah, all eye of color, this. exactly. Physical, These traits, yeah, dominant recessive traits. You know, pay attention in biology class, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so the seed is strong. You yeah. know, we'll get to that later, but but yeah. So uh, he he pointed out he points out who's 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 coming. Um, Cersei Lannister is there, mm-hmm. and uh, we can talk about her and just a little bit here but she is um right out the gate i mean she's you know she she's um she's upset that ned or i'm sorry that robert wants to go right down to the um crypts she's like we've been riding for a long time right. you know come on let's let's rest let's get the horses you know let's do whatever and he just looks at her mm-hmm. you know now I, I said in my notes here you know was there a more um tactful way to go about doing what he wanted to do yes did he have to do all of that right in front of everyone? No, because that is his former betrothed, yeah. right? Lyanna Stark going down to visit her, and his wife is standing next to him. It's but like, he's the king. He is the king, yeah. and that's why I love him for it. And that's yeah, you know, and, and, she, and Ned yeah. doesn't care. Yeah, she says uh, she says like the dead would wait, and in the book, it's just it's like one tiny little paragraph. Mm-hmm. In the show, you can tell it's a bigger deal. Yes, right. like, it's a bigger deal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she makes a big scene. I mean, because he's kind of. You know, everyone heard him say that, and you're getting to see him go. He's, I don't know, it's just, it also, I mean, it's it's twofold, because it makes a lot of sense. You're, go, you're traveling north. This whole rebellion started because of this. Mm-hmm. So to ignore it is not, you know, yeah. not a polite thing either. So, um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I kind of feel for Cersei, and I feel for Robert, you know. Yeah, right. Um, it's, 
Yeah, and as uh, right after that, I have my quote of the week. Yeah, what do you got? Um, I will start. Uh, this is uh, Robert speaking. They went down to the crypt together, Ned and the king, as he uh, he scarcely recognized. The winding stone steps were narrow. Ned went first with the lantern. I was starting to think we would never reach Winterfell, Robert complained as they descended. In the south, the way they talk about my seven kingdoms, a man forgets that your parts is as big as the other six combined. Yeah, yeah I, also, yeah. I also was thinking about so that So that's, that's the first time we hear just about how it, bit massive and expansive mm-hmm. that uh, the north is. Because yeah. the previous chapters, we, we've heard about some of the differences. With Catelyn, we hear the differences between the gods and, you know, mm-hmm. just, right. you know, some smaller differences, but this is the first one we hear specifically about that. Yeah, and it's it's uh, they elaborate a little bit more on it too because he's talking about where are, where are your people? You know what's yeah, what's yeah. going? Where's everybody at? You know, uh, he's like, oh, they're probably just you know too shy, your grace, and he's like, or you know, buried under hiding under all this snow. Yeah, you know. Um, so, and I think people kind of it's summer right now, but yet there's snow uh, in the north. So you get these late they call them late summer snows, I think, mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. Um, so the South kind of forgets that sometimes it's, it's summer, yeah. uh, but yet we're, it's, it's snowing, you know, up North. So, um, yeah, that's neat. So we get into the, um, we're getting to the, to the point where we're going to, we're going to step down into, uh, and, and start talking about Liana Stark. But before we get there, Robert Baratheon, when they're down in the, uh, crypt, all he, you can tell he's a man of pleasure. Right. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's all he talks about for a good two to three paragraphs yeah. is basically all this stuff where. He's talking about um, how, you know, the women, the women, they run around, Ned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might as well naked. be naked. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And he talks um, about just drinking wine and yeah. being fat. And, yeah. You know, all but, the fruits. And, oh, yeah. they're just, you know, th- there's a fire fruit, though, in there somewhere, uh, there, which was interesting. Yeah. He made this reference to fire again. And, you know, I also thought it was kind of cool that... Um, uh, you know, Robert is when he's talking about the women, <laughs> and and it's so hot down there. You know that the um, it doesn't matter whether whether they're wearing silks or cotton. So again, to him, doesn't matter whether they're royalty or they're it's a common girl. He doesn't really care. Oh, he doesn't. And that actually says a lot about who he is. He has all these bastards. When he was in the airy uh, or in the veil, you know, um, he. He hooked up with, I think, a lesser, maybe, maybe, I can't remember exactly who it was that he has. He has a bastard there, though. Right. Um, and that was something that uh, Liana actually was kind of like, I don't know if I could ever keep him to just one bed. Right. That's you know? something that comes up a lot. This idea that, like, even, I think Ned says it later that. But I disagree with her, actually. Yeah. And, and I, mean, I mean, I think she says that, but, and that's sort of, I don't know that he, I, don't, I would like to know when he was betrothed to her. If yeah, he right. did that before, if he actually even knew who she was yet, or had really been struck by her beauty yeah. uh, and things like that, so yeah, yeah. that's that's a lot of what ifs. You know? It is, yeah. it is, it is. But I, but I think the way you know when he did meet her and he was fighting in the tourney and you know these different things, I think he really did uh, grow to love her. You know, um, and some people have said it's just the la- it's the idea that he didn't he didn't get her. You know, it was yeah, just something right. that he it didn't is. get. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> but I do think. There was something there, though, that he, you know, he. This is someone he would have loved through and through, and 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 probably been more faithful to than what he was with Cersei. Yeah. He he wouldn't have done things like he's done to Cersei. So, in my yeah. opinion, but uh, yeah. So, anyways, so he talks more about the, the the pleasures of those things and talking about how you know cold it is down in those uh, in the crypts, and then they talk about the crypts a little bit, and they talk about the tombs and who it is yeah. that lay down there. Yeah, I have a. 
I have a line here about uh, just how it goes here. Uh, By ancient custom, an iron longsword had been laid across the lap of each who had been the lord of Winterfell to keep the vengeful spirits in their crypts. The oldest had uh, long ago rusted away to nothing, leaving only a few red stains where the metal had rusted on stone. Ned wondered if that uh, if that meant those ghosts were free to roam the castle now. He'd hope not. The first lords of Winterfell had been as uh, men hard as the land they ruled. In the centuries before the dragon lords came over the sea, they had sworn allegiance to no man, styling themselves the kings in the north. Yeah. So there's that line, king in the north, already. Yeah, absolutely, and and that. You know, and we talked about how vast it is, and it's sort of like we'll get in later to how uh, during Aegon's conquest it was more like, and 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 Daenerys brings it up later. It was, you know, basically to 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 avoid all this death and destruction and things. I wonder how those dragons would have fared up in yeah. you know Winterfell yeah. and things like that. So yeah. I think the North is a, a force to be reckoned with. But you know, anyways, it. Yeah, I just I just think it's interesting if you go back, you know, a couple chapters. This is the first chapter where we don't hear the the name Mance Raider. We've heard it in all of the other chapters, including the prologue. Mm -hmm. Um, But this chapter we hear about okay, so we heard Robert's Rebellion. Now we've the previous chapter Daenerys, where we heard a little bit more about you know what kind of caused it and what was going on there. Here we hear about the Greyjoy Rebellion. So subtly, uh, we're just more and more getting this idea. Wow, there's a lot of wars that go on in these kingdoms, Mm -hmm. and a lot of like power play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you know, we we get I guess when you start in this book, you know, you're going to get a couple of those different skirmishes and wars and things that are happening. But yeah, I bet you on a smaller scale too, you know, uh, we sort of got this in Dunkin' Egg where you have one house, rule, you know, warring against another house under like, because um, what was her name? Um, remember the drought? We had the drought. Oh, and the, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, the, and, and she was the, the Red Widow, you know, yeah, like, like just like, little, like, little like, tiny like, skirmishes like, like that that kind of break out and, and those types of things. You know, really, those are not; those are getting settled by. Um, you know, if that were to happen in Winterfell, a Stark would deal with that. If that were to happen, you know, um, in the Vale, um, you know, someone like John Aaron would have dealt with that. So it's it's whoever the the Warden is, the Warden of the North or the Warden of the East or the West or what have you. So Lady Weber, Lady Weber, yes, yeah, um, yeah, and she was uh, I forget who it was the the Checky Lion. She was is who she was. Um, you know, they ended up getting married. Yeah, you know, which was cool. But uh, but that's just one little tiny thing. You know, imagine all of these houses. You know, uh, we've talked about Sir Adam Parker. You know, in his house. You know, and and maybe they've got a little skirmish going on with the house just south of them. You know, because they control this money and stuff. And well, we got that in the video game, didn't we? We got yeah. that in um, the Telltale, the yeah. Telltale game, the Game of Thrones with uh, the Iron. Uh, who are they? House Forester. House Forester. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And their fight against, you know, uh, and keeping the production of the Ironwood. Er, yeah, the Ironwood. So, I don't know. That's kind of the cool stuff. But we see it on a larger scale. But, um, I mean, Ger will even write in some of this stuff that's um, between house and house, you know, smaller houses and stuff. So, right. I think it's kind of cool. All right. I think now we're ready to dive into uh, Lyanna Stark, mm-hmm. actually. So, um, so, let's see here. She was... So, when you think about... Um, Ned had his older brother Brandon Stark, yes, and his younger sister Lyanna Stark. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are his siblings, and so she is his. She is sixteen years old um, when she dies. Is that right? I was trying to figure this out because it says that, but I kind of wondered if that was true. 
Yeah, um, I mean, there's only a line in here. Had only been 16, a child woman was surpassing loveliness. Ned had loved her with all his heart. Robert loved her even more. She was to have been his bride. But Right. Yeah, and so, but my question, so I'm thinking to myself, you know, when she's at the tourney of, um, gosh, which tourney was that? Harrenhal. Was that Harrenhal? Um, yeah, you're right, you're right. When she was there, how old was she then that she, you know, got the... Uh, you know the. I'll, I'm gonna do some. I'll do some do, math. Do, do, a little, do, do, a little, do some math. Do here. some math because it is interesting. Because I'm thinking, you know, um, I want to know more about, you know. Um, so she's Rhaegar. 17 when she dies. So that she means dies. you take, you know, subtract nine months for John's. No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's good. I, mean, I was about. I'm about to talk about Rhaegar. I mean, because yeah. you know, it's like. Um, there's this whole piece. So she's probably 16 when she uh, gets abducted. Abducted. Or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. And, Spoilers. And, and he takes her to, to Dorne. Um, and I'm guessing Elia Martell is a part of this. Can I be honest with you guys about yeah. something? I, no. Okay. Then I won't. <laughs> All right. So here's, here's the thing. In, when you really think about this, you've got Rhaegar and you've got Elia Martell, right? Older, established relationship, couple, etc., influencing this sixteen-year-old girl. I don't, and maybe perhaps there was some spells, some magic, some stuff that was going well, on to get her involved in this whole. Maybe they fill her head with some of this stuff, or yeah, I, I really want to know more to about say that. It wasn't true love. As I'm trying to say that maybe it wasn't. Whoa, oh. you know, Whoa. I mean, because they make all sorts of of references. You know, Viserys says that um, that his brother fought for his. You know. His true love, and Danny kind of believes that. But you know, when she's being betrothed, she's sort of thinking, "I wish someone would come and you know rescue me." You know, something yeah. like that. That would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I'm just sort of thinking, man, she's awful young for this to be going on, and maybe yeah, it was, well, like by it, our standards today. But I mean, if you think about like feudal life, you know, that's, well, yeah, yeah, no. when you only live to be like forty. I mean, people are getting married. At, like, <laughs> no, I don't really. I don't like necessarily that, mean right? like the age. I get that. It's. I think it's fine that they're. In a relationship, like it would be fine for her at this age. A lot of the girls at this Sansa is as well. Yeah, yeah. you know, getting married and, and things like that. Well, Sansa's eleven now, but she's. Um, so, but my point is, I guess that you know, how much of this was she willing to? You know, did she not love Robert Baratheon? Did she? You know, she was promised to him. You know, and you see what the, the breaking of promises when uh, when you get to the twins, right? And how that you know yeah. um, that really hurt. Rob, you know, Stark and him breaking his betrothal. So I don't know. I just would really like to know more about it because I don't know. I think he really influenced her and there has to be this. He had to have presented to her this idea of the long night coming again. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, we we, we read it earlier in the show and, you know, if it is Azora High and it's the, you know, that. Yeah, uh, that's something that's not explained is why. Why did she run off with him? Yeah, like what? We like, don't know that. I mean, because here's the thing. That's why some people. Uh, I'll shift X did a video on this, and he said he may have actually abducted her. He may have because right. because here's the thing. I mean, if if they had the secret annulment and then a, and then a marriage, um, he's the crown prince. Yeah, who's going to stop him? I mean, well, he maybe maybe he didn't tell her about Azor High. Maybe he was just like, I'm divorcing her. I want to marry you. I want to yeah. overthrow my dad because that was why the turning a big thing. Everyone thought he was right. The turning her. Yeah. So maybe he was saying we can unite our kingdoms because remember the Mad True. King just killed 
uh, her brother and her dad, and he's like, no, yeah. you and I can get married and we can end this. And she's probably somebody who's very – think about Ned, very strong family ties. You, you, you mean right. after he had abducted her, then At, they were killed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they went down to King's Landing because she was abducted. And that's when they yeah. said, hey, yeah. we want – you know." Get Rhaegar out here. We want to talk to him. We're, we're, we we want his head, and that's when they kill her brother and her. So father. maybe, so maybe they maybe they got together. But Rhaegar maybe, wasn't maybe there, they, right? But maybe so your point is, yeah, is valid. So, so, may, so maybe they, so maybe maybe he didn't abduct her. Well, so maybe they got married after the tourney at Harrenhal. Hall. Yeah, and she's pregnant, so she's like in the Tower Joy, and he's like, it's just like, okay, well, you're staying here, right, right. resting, yeah, because you're you're pregnant. And then all this stuff goes on. She may not even have known. Yeah. Because she's over in like some random part, true of Dorne or whatever. Right, right. She may have been like this information might have been kept from her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it just it's a really interesting um, you know yeah, story know because de- to me and I don't think we'll get it in the show. No, no, no. no I think no, we'll get no. it in the book when we eventually meet. Yeah, Hall when and, when you eventually meet Helen Reed, if that happens. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because Rhaegar and I know we're on a big tangent here, but I love it. Because yeah. it is, it is all the histories of. Well, it's, of, of, it's really the in. it's really the underlying theme of it this is. chapter. It really is, and but to me, it's like, like Rhaegar. I mean, Cersei hints later on that like, oh, Rhaegar just wasn't satisfied with, you know, Elia Martell. She wasn't producing what he wanted, and so she's she says, you know, I could have given him that. We could have avoided this war, you know. But it looks like from Rhaegar's point of view, he wanted these bloodlines to merge. You know, he had yeah. also studied. Yeah. This stuff, so a song of ice and fire, guys. You know, but um, so, anyways, that's just some stuff for you guys to kind of chew on and think about. I don't know. Let, uh, send us a raven. Let us know your thoughts if you have theories on that. Um, I'd like to know more about it because I don't think it's done. I think everyone's just like, oh yeah, you know, Liana and Rhaegar are getting. You know, they got together. They love each other, and they did this to you know, bring Azor High again. Right. You know, the prince that was promised, or the dawn, or whatever you want to call it. But I don't know that, you know, she really knew that, actually. So, yeah. Well, you know, interesting thought here. Yeah. So we just did. So I, I just posted it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, the video we did, which was uh, Adam Parker, Lord Parker, had sent yeah. us a um, theory to right. respond to. And we looked at it. Uh, so this is just a very quick aside here. So that theory would have to completely be tossed out the window. The theory was that by Ned Stark naming Jon Snow, Jon Snow, he woke the Night King. Mm-hmm. Well, if... That is what happened. Then why would Rhaegar have been trying to create Zor High? Yeah, right. Exactly. So yeah, You're exactly. The, the, <laughs> yeah. the Night King is there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like though in that theory, it's not just the naming of Jon Snow, but yet the uh, their blood exactly uniting. You know, and so yeah, the John know, is is literally ice and fire. Uh, yeah. Right. Yes. And so you know that union in itself, and that the uh, consummating of that marriage. You know, right. is exactly what awoke the 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 long the second this next long night or the, you know, um, the great other or whatever. So yeah, gosh, deep and sweaty. I like deep it. And um, so, anyways, uh, t- talking about Liana here, just some things I guess um, from the book. Um, she was more beautiful than that. So so um, he starts to look at how they had carved these um, uh, the statues, the statues, yeah. right. And interesting note here, really, they're only supposed to be the lords of Winterfell down there. Yeah. You know, and and, and uh, Ned went against that, and he loved, and this is a tragedy. Right. Um, and so he has, and there might be a few more of those down there. Maybe they just don't mention them, but I, I can't imagine that's the only right. a, a, other 
situation where the Lord of Winterfell said, I'm going to have my sister and my brother right. next to their father. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so anyways, there's that. They talk about the likeness, and um, Robert Rathian's just like, she shouldn't be down here. Yeah. You know? She yeah, shouldn't she, be down yeah, here. Yeah, she... Uh, uh, damn it, Ned, why did you have to bury her in a place like this? Uh, mm-hmm. His voice uh, was hoarse uh, rem- and remembered with grief. She deserved more than darkness. Ned mm-hmm. says, she was a Stark of Winterfell. This is her place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and, and it is. Um, and at this point, you know, all we know is that she was, um, you know, she was asking Ned to promise her something. We don't even know what that is. So, you know, at this point, I remember when I was first reading, thinking, oh, he just she promised, you know. She wanted to be brought back to Winterfell. Or something. You know, something simple yeah. or whatever. And I was like, whatever. Brushed it off. Not that big of a deal. Big deal. Big. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they go on a little bit more. Um, and he kind of talks about her and just how much that he, you know, um, loved her. And um, let's see here. Yeah. the uh, they Now they start to talk about the Tower of Joy. All right. And this is where they start to talk about how, you know, Ned had um, taken his companions um, down to the Tower of Joy. So we can talk a little bit about the, you know, how the Roberts Rebellion happened and how he ended up getting there. Because he, he right here mentions that um, he had Helen Reed with him, correct? Right. right. Yeah. So Roberts Rebellion breaks out. This is actually kind of awesome. I'll give you just a quick little uh, summary of this. But so when they steal, um, when Rhaegar steals Lyanna Stark and takes her away, and Brandon is on his way to marry uh, Catelyn Tully and changes course and goes south. Um, he goes south. He, he and I forget who else went with him. They're demanding Rhaegar's head. They are charged with treason. Basically, punishment's coming, but they want their lord fathers, these were younger men, uh, to answer for their son's crimes. And so yeah. then they call Brandon Stark down to uh, King's Landing. I, I bet there was sort of a... That's his heir. You know, it's almost like he would right. rather go himself and let me see if I can free him. And, and I, I'm on a risk death to go down and see if I can get Brandon back home, you know. Right. And they get there and he demands trial by combat. And combat is the flames. Fire. Yeah. yeah. And they have to watch each other die. And it's, it's horrible. And so after that happens, um, they kill, you know, the Mad King kills everyone. And then he wants Robert Baratheon and Ned Stark, and he, and he literally tells John Aaron, send them, or we're coming for him, etc., and John Aaron says, the hell with this, calls yeah. and calls his banners, yeah. okay, and rises up again. I mean, literally, I mean, at that point, you know, it's it's like he's one of, you know, the seven kingdoms, yeah. and he, he decides yeah. to declare war. Yeah. You know, that, and that's kind it, of a and John Aaron And John Aaron, it's interesting that um, he didn't at all, like, say, I'm taking the throne. Right? No. This was more just about yeah, and that's 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 the thing. He was this father like figure. He was close to these you know uh, boys growing up and stuff, and he didn't have any children of his own, you know. And so it was just like, and he saw, I don't know. It's just a time of peace and and good relationships, I think, between these houses, and and so it's like you know, no, you know, forget this. We're going to war. Yeah, and yeah. because I mean, Ned is going back at this point. When he hears all this has happened, he has to go back to Winterfell, and he's got to call his banners. Yeah. And then Robert does the same. Yeah. I mean, it's just so it's so awesome that uh, you know. So that 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 takes place, and and as they're they get into Robert's rebellion, and we'll do a whole thing on that later. But you get to um, Rhaegar's gone. Rhaegar is gone. He is nowhere to be, you know, found. 
and he's with Lyanna Stark, and he's taken her to the Tower of Joy. We don't really know where he's at. He also took Sir Arthur Dane, and I forget the other Kingsguard. Yeah, you, really, you don't really need an army when you have Sir Arthur Dane. No, you really don't. <laughs> you don't. Um, Sir Oswell went, I think, is who. Uh, and Oh, and Sir uh, Gerald Hightower yeah. went as well. So those are important names. Um, he took them with him there, and then he emerges late into this rebellion and shows up to lead some of the forces and at the Battle of Trident is, is struck down. But um, kind of reluctant to show up, almost like he's taking care of stuff. Or I'm thinking spells and magic and power and crazy yeah. stuff is happening, you know. But um, so he meets him there. Um, there's the sacking of King's Landing, and I think it's after that then that Ned um, heard a rumor as to where Rhaegar was last in Dorne at the uh, Tower of Joy, and he takes with him six companions: um, Martin, uh, who is who are these? Theo Wool. Ethan Glover, Mark um, Riswell, Howland Reed, William Dustin, um, and Martin Cassell, and takes them to the Tower of Joy. So I was going to do some more research later and kind of look into those characters, but they, they, they get there. The only two to survive are Howland Reed and, and Ned Stark. And, um, you know, we get in there and they start, um, they go up and they, they find Lyanna. And this is where we, we can jump back into the book a little bit. And, and we, it kind of talks about how she... Um, he found her. You guys have the quote here where he found her in in like blood or um, she was fond of flowers and she's she's clutching these flowers, right? Uh, he said Liana was fond of flowers. Uh, that's uh, they had found him still holding her body silent with grief. The little chronic man, uh, Helen Reed, had taken her hand from his. Ned uh, could recall none of it. I bring her flowers when I can. He said Liana was fond of flowers. Right. Okay. Think, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ned says, I was with her when she died. She wanted to come home to rest beside Brandon and father. He could hear her still at times. Promise me, she had cried, in a room that smelled of blood and roses. Promise me, Ned. The fever had taken her strength, and her voice had been faint as a whisper. But she gave her, his, but he gave her his word. Um, he had gone out. Um, oh, wait, the fear, fear had gone out of his The fear had gone out of his sister's eyes. Um, yeah, and so then... Uh, Ned remembers how she smiled at him and uh, tightly, you know, her fingers clutched around these these roses. And then when they drop, it was interesting that they're black, you know. Yeah. Um, so but uh, but yeah, that's sort of the sad moment where he's kind of when he's down there, he's remembering how all this happens. Later on, he'll get a fever dream, too, where he starts to remember the battle of the Tower of Joy and what what took place. And he doesn't really tell us much, but um, still kind of cool. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Then uh, following that is when we get uh, a little bit of. Robert Baratheon talking about uh, Liana, and uh, he says, "I vowed to kill Rhaegar for her for what he did." Um, and Ned says, "You you did kill him," and he says, "Only, only once. once." Yeah, only and he once. Said a th- and he says, "I dream about killing him every night. A thousand you know deaths is less than he deserves." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's that's interesting. You know, he um, just the hatred um, that he had. That's why there is this burning passion. There's this love that he has for Liana that I'm just so like you know, stoked about, um, you know, and, and, and then this, this bitterness that he never gets to have her, you know, and it just sort of, it, it changes him. I mean, it affects his, his whole life. And that you know? ties back into the previous chapter where uh, Viserys was talking about, you know, the, what was it, the hired knives, I think it was. Mm-hmm. He kept talking about, you know, Thom. It was always about the hired knives, and which mm-hmm. wouldn't be that far off. This guy's so nutty about killing <laughs> Rhaegar like a thousand times in his dreams, right. you know, so. That's right. He also was not um, upset 
at the way in which Elia Martell and her children were killed. Yeah. And that actually caused a little grief between Eddard uh, and him for a while, but it's the love for his sister that really, and their time at the area and things that had really, you know, brought them together, brought them together and yeah. it keeps them together. They, they, they are brothers, you know. Um, we get that later where, you know, he's talking, I think this might be in the show, but he's just sort of like, I was never close with my brothers, you know. You were my brother. You who are, yeah. you, I chose my brother. Right. You know, and so, so that's neat. Um, uh, let's see. Now they start talking about some of the, um, once they, John Aaron. Yeah, they start John talking Aaron about John passing. Aaron. Yeah, and I think we, we didn't really have that as, as a segment, but I think it's important to talk about. Um, so you have some notes on that, because there's one thing I do want to find. Uh, that's really yeah, good. so I actually have one note in specific. So um, I bring this up every time it happens. Uh, on Kindle, if something is highlighted a like a vast number of times, it'll like show you exactly how many times it's been highlighted. So I have a line here that's been highlighted 4,203 times. Mm. Um, and it is when they are talking about uh, John Aaron being dead and um, he's Robert is talking that he wanted uh, what's his name Lord Rob, Aaron Robin Robin yeah Robin Aaron to be mm-hmm. fostered by Tywin Lannister uh, yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah Ned would sooner <laughs> entrust a child to a pit viper than to Lord Tywin but he left his doubts unspoken some old wounds never truly heal and bleed again at the slightest word. Mm-hmm. Um, the, then the wife had lost her husband. He said carefully, perhaps the mother feared to lose the son. The boy is very young. Right. Yeah. So just talking about like, yeah, Tywin Lannister and how like they just don't, they don't, oh, you can no. just tell they don't trust him. They don't like, Ned does not like Tywin Lannister. Right. I mean, he goes on to say that, you know, uh, Lysa should have been, you know, honored to sort of, you know, that, that Tywin would would take him. Um, I think they're all conspiring, though. The Lannisters are, yeah, they want control over this child. And so, yep. you know, that's, and Lysa is smart enough to recognize that and to yeah. say, I mean, she kind of probably knew what was going on a little bit to some degree. And she also has been around Cersei enough that she's not, she's not, I know she's a little crazy and she's changed, but she's still smart enough to know that this is not where she needs to be. Oh, yeah. You know, and she, yeah. there is no more protection, really. Yeah, I mean, just wait, just wait till Tyrion shows her. up at the Vale later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But there's a part here where they start to talk about who should be the warden of the uh, East, and I thought this was yeah. Who, who, who does kinda, he who does he want to be the warden of the East? I don't he's, think they they don't he does, they don't know, decide. Robert. He 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 says that um, he's like it's something we're gonna have to deal with. But, he, yeah, but he, then they just it's just kind of left open. Okay, he, so he, he just didn't, didn't actually leave want, it to a six year old sickly. Yeah, child. he just says he's, he says okay. he's yeah he says we'll have to like we'll have to figure. I that thought out. he appointed somebody. Or he was no. like about to appoint somebody. I was trying to figure out if there was a name. Well, that was the thing that you know Ned kind of took aback a little bit because it was like, well, it's by right. That's right. Oh no, we're not doing that right now, Ned. Come on. Yeah. What even he said? It's a time of peace, Robert. You know, like it's a time of peace. Let yeah. the boy have the title, you know, and then hopefully he can grow during this time of peace, you know, yeah. and then yeah. he could grow into that title, and it's his, and we yeah. never have to take it away and then give it back to him, essentially. Yeah. Which it just goes to show, you know, Ned's right. You right. know that 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 is that is sound. You know, um, but I think. He's sort of thinking, I mean, at that point, it sort of turns into like the queen regent situation where Lysa is in charge. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, she's she's the mother of, you know, so I don't know. But it is a little bit weird. I mean, you do kind of understand why Robert, you know, wanted someone there in charge because uh, Robin is sitting, you know, in, in his house seat there um, and making judgment calls. Right. You know, he's sentencing men to die. <laughs> I mean, in 86. Yeah. So I mean that is a little that is a little wild. So um, there's that whole piece. All right. Um, 
So then they start to talk about the wall a little bit, and it's funny, you know, not funny, I guess. Um, Robert just sort of says it, it's been there for, you know, thousands of years. It can wait, you know, it, it can wait. So um, they'll talk about that eventually. There's things that they need to do. This is right where I'm sure they were about to mention a Mance Raider reference, but, you know, Robert's not concerned right. with it. That's the concerns of the North, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's concerns of yeah. the North. Yeah, so. Marks and. Right, and so he's he's not there. He's he's again he's a selfish he's a selfish guy. So oh, absolutely. He's, you know, but he yeah. but he wants his friend there. Um, and before we get into that, there's something I wanted to. It's kind of like a little side note here, but I thought it'd be interesting to think about. I thought about this one. This is no joke. I thought about this when I was reading, and I thought when when, when I was younger, if my sister would have been, if we yeah were in those kingdoms, <laughs> and my sister would have been taken. You know, I believe that my brothers would have <laughs> called their banners as well yeah. and would have rode to war with me oh, to get yeah. her back. And I mean, so it is a it is a great, you know, story. And I, I just I think about that. I'm just like I, we all kind of put our put ourselves in these character shoes for a little bit. And it's just sort of like, you know, you guys would have been my Robert Baratheons and yeah. we would have gone to war. Gosh, dang it. You know, because uh, I have a younger sister that these guys grew up with and. You know, new in high school and stuff. She's just a year or so behind us, and um, you know, think about that for a second. I don't know. It's just kind of a. It's what oh, makes yeah. this story really sort of right. like, you know, cool, and and you know, you can see yourself in it. And when you imagine growing up, when you're fighting that, you know, with I don't know sticks. Was yeah. I the only one who did that? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. You hitting a tree and pretending it's something else. You know, that's what you're thinking. You know, like I mean, here's the thing. This is going to sound super corny. And I can't believe I'm even saying this, but like we had a treehouse, right? Yeah. And Sarah was the one, my sister, who was up in the treehouse, and I had to rescue her, okay? Yeah. I mean, like, I had to get her back. So, you know, and, um, but, I don't know. So, I just thought it was kind of a, a cool little cool little thing. Because I, I like this idea of, of Lyanna Stark, and uh, oftentimes, the wildness that she had reminds Ned of Arya's yeah. Uh, yeah. wildness, right? But she's got that, um, a different beauty than Sansa has. You know, she definitely had that true Stark, you know, look to her, but... Still beautiful. So it's a, it's a combination of Arya and Sansa that's yeah. that he can see in his sister, and so you know, because because later on when when Sansa's like pleading for him to spare her dire wolf, you know you know please it reminds him of the pleading of his sister. Yeah, you know back in the day. But all right, now let's move on to some other stuff here. Um, so as they're talking about all of that, then it comes to it. Now 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 we're here. Why did Robert Baratheon come north? Why did he come north? Yeah, to name Ned Hand of the King. Yeah. Uh, and basically, he, he throws it at Ned, and it says, Ned dropped to one knee. The offer did not surprise him. What other reason could Robert have had for coming so far? The Hand of the King was the second most powerful man in the Seven Kingdoms. He spoke with the king's voice, commanded the king's army, drafted the king's laws, and at times even sat upon the Iron Throne to dispense the king's justice when the king was absent or sick or otherwise indisposed. <laughs> indisposed. Yeah. Yeah, which happens probably <laughs> a lot with Robert Rathian. Right. Robert was offering him a responsibility as large as the realm itself. It was the last thing in the world he wanted. Yeah. Yeah, and so so this is, uh, you know, Ned is, he is he's expecting it. He's he's originally um, initially a couple of chapters ago he's happy that his that his old friend is coming and in this time of grief they can they can meet and talk but it's coming you get these ill you know signs and warnings and and things that uh, in in the dire wolf and the stag and you know so here we here we go you know we're we're we, we want him to be the hand of the king 
Um, Ned dreads that. There's all these references to when a start goes south, bad things yeah. happen. Yeah. You know, and, and it, there's this, it's a reoccurring theme. And what's interesting is when John goes south, he's not a Stark. Spoilers! Spoilers! Or is he? Or is he? Or That's just the show. Yeah. Um, well, uh, no. Right, here, here we go. Uh, something I this is this is a great great kind of end of the chapter here. Mm-hmm. For a moment, Eddard Stark was filled with a terrible sense of foreboding. This was his place here in the North. He looked at some. He looked at the stone figures all around him, breathed deep in the chill silence of the crypt. He could feel the eyes of the dead. They were listening. He knew. And winter is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, that's that's basically the, you know, the end of that chapter. You know, and Robert's kind enough to give him a couple of days or, or uh, you know, a night to sleep on it. But uh, basically says, you know. I'm not a patient man. Yeah, you and know? if you don't and do so, it, I'm, give, I'm giving it to Jamie Lannister. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't, think, don't, I don't even think he said, is it Tywin or he says, I think he says Jamie Lannister. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there you go. I mean, that's basically um, it for the chapter. Um, some some cool stuff there. We got uh, some background. We got some background on the, on the rebellions. Um, we'll talk more about the Greyjoy Rebellion. It, it'll, it'll be coming up um, here and there. That's one of the more recent bigger rebellions you've got roberts and then the Greyjoy rebellion but mm-hmm. uh, both are mentioned in here too yeah, so right. which is which is neat so all right let's, let's let's jump into the next section which is our cool connections uh yeah so uh, uh one line we get here is storm's end which i thought would be a cool place uh uh-huh. to kind of take a look at storm's end is the seat of house baratheon the lord paramount of the storelands Stormlands. The castle is located at Durin's Point on the northern coast of Shipwrecker Bay. South of the Bronze Gate and northeast of Griffin's Roof, the King's Road runs north from Storm's End through to the Stormlands to King's Landing, the capital of the Seven Kingdoms. So uh, the Stormlands is actually like right next to King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it's really a land. It's really a one part of the realm that we hear probably the least about. You're right. In yeah, in true. the books in the books and the show because you just because the Baratheons, spoilers, die so quickly mm-hmm. that uh like there's just nothing going on there. Yeah. And um so Storm's End has some pretty cool history. Um it's surrounded by a massive massive outer wall, um outer curtain wall one hundred feet high and forty feet thick on its thinnest side and nearly eighty feet thick on its seaward side so like it is a this massive like very thick castle it's right on the bay and it's all about um the history of it uh it's it stood for centuries facing the terrible weather of shipwrecker bay um with little wear to show for it legend claims that it was built by duran uh the first storm king during the dawn age who declared a war against the gods after they killed his family um and guest ruining his wedding to their daughter uh eleni or something it is said that during God's grief raised six castles, each larger and more formidable than the last, but all were destroyed by storms. The massive seventh castle, Storm's End, is called Duran's Defiance because it was able to endure the storms. Uh, some believe it was because the children of the forest took a hand on in in its construction, mm-hmm. using their magic to raise the wall. Other believe uh, a young boy who grew up to be Bran the, Bilden, ad- Bran the Builder advised him on the construction of it. Mm-hmm. So again, that's another thing where we don't really there's always this kind of every kingdom has and every house has some sort of like hint of 
um, like mysticism or magic ultimately behind it. We see it a lot with the Starks and the Direwolves and Daenerys with the dragons. Mm -hmm. We don't really see it as much with the other houses. Mm -hmm. But even, you know, something like this, like they have this, oh, there's some magic in their blood as well. Right. Right. And you have to remember sometimes, too, that the current um, lords of these regions were not, you know, in the age of heroes, those were like Castle Rock is not you have Lannisport, which is named for the Lannisters, but yeah. Castle Rock is not necessarily there and it's they, it's now their home, right? right. And they, and they rule it. Yeah. But it was it wasn't always, you know, mm-hmm. there were other um, Yeah, well, even even the kings actually they were you know, kings Yeah, even even like the the reach it was something like the Tyrells have it but they weren't always the right yeah we hear about that in the duncan egg thing that's right and yeah. uh yes yeah, so you have like storm's end and is that where the dundarians are from yeah they are and they're they are their sigil is actually like a lightning yeah. bolt. yeah 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 and that, that's it's pretty neat because you know this this uh this keep or whatever is which we have we seen that in the no we haven't really no no, no. and so it's, it's supposed to be this really well because stannis has dragonstone right which is you know the right. So where I mean, Renly, I'm sure went back there. I don't know. Did he? He seemed like he amassed, you know, out in the fields with. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. So, anyways, that's that's cool though. That's neat to get a little history about Storms End. We don't hear a whole lot about it. You're right. Um, but we will talk about it as we go. Or do we actually? When Stan- no, they are at Dragonstone. Yeah, they're yeah, they're dragon. He has Dragonstone because there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot there when they're walking around the Maester there, but. Um, yeah, I was kind of wondering if we ever got to this keep. I mean, I don't think we do. There's like five lines. I mean, even on the on the wiki, there's like five lines about it. Uh, during Game of Thrones, Robert Baratheon, Lord of St- Renly Baratheon, Lord of Storm Rends, Storms End, flees King's Landing with uh, Loras Tyrell after the death of his brother, uh, and then he's he's riding to Storms End in the Reach, Renly, and then he hooks up with Marjorie and declares himself right that is never we so never like, really no, see him nothing, get back to nothing ever keep, nothing you know, ever uh, really happens maybe uh Gendry, well he did i guess maybe he Gendry did will go there or something yeah yeah well i mean i mean Storm, I, I guess i keep I mixing this up i'm that's i'm gonna correct myself because storm's end is the keep yeah yeah, yeah. so so when they say he goes to storm's end he yeah. did he okay. yeah yeah all right awesome 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 yeah the storm lands is there yes that area yeah yeah, because that was the the last one that sort of uh, that last castle that sort of ended, you know, this um, <laughs> long line of these castles being destroyed by the storm. All right, um, so I think that's any other cool connections. Um, uh, no, that's just, that's it for this week. Is that and it? even the storm, I'm looking at a picture. The stormlands is like actually I think like the smallest mm-hmm. of the uh, yeah. of the of the kingdoms. Yeah. Yeah, the the house um, Baratheon. We'll do some history on that later too, and talk about Aegon's conquest and how. You know, um, his bastard friend, and and how that all shook out, and how he became, um, how House uh, Baratheon sort of came to be. It's really interesting. It's closely tied to the Targaryens, uh, so we'll we'll mention that later. All right, guys, uh, we're into uh, send a raven. We would love for you to send us a raven at uh, btkcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we or, read uh, these on the show. Yeah, or. On Facebook or an iTunes review, right? Or Absolutely. Or if you send us something on Facebook and it's uh, it's something that, about the chapter or a theory, uh, people seem to really like the theory discussions, and mm-hmm. we love them as well because it's just all about speculating and it's fun to yeah. kind of think about where this could go. Um, and so we normally post those on Thursday, so we won't have one every Thursday, but we might get to a point where we do have something every Thursday for you guys. So yeah, and uh, we're also gonna be. It depends on how long they go. Like we just um, our buddy. 
Lord Parker, yeah, uh, was one of our patrons, sent us one, and as and I sat down immediately, did it, and I uh, just posted a YouTube video about it. So yeah, if it's gonna be a little shorter and it's not you know it podcast might, length, we'll just we'll put just it on YouTube. Put it on YouTube, yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, but a lot of times these discussions get pretty deep and sweaty, and and so we we like to talk about them on Thursdays and and get it all out there. So mm-hmm. um, this is from. Uh, Billy Lapari. Hopefully I didn't butcher that. Uh, he says, what's up, guys? I'm really enjoying the podcast. My job involves a lot of driving, so it's a perfect way for me to get my fix during this long winter. <laughs> I love it. Okay? I love it so much. So um, I particularly enjoyed the theories episode. Wanted to run this one by you guys to see what you think. Um, so we have been told that the ending will be bittersweet. This is a little more on the bitter side, but I'm thinking that neither John or Daenerys is the prince that was promised, but rather their unborn son. And the show will end with a small group of loyal men slash women, similar to the ones that we referred to in the last show that saved Danny and Viserys, looking out for him until he comes of age to destroy... The Night King. Night King, King. okay, okay. Um, Who I think will sit on the Iron Throne at the end of the show. Oh, wow. 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 Uh, um, I see the group consisting of Davos, uh, Brienne, Sam, and Gilly, or uh, Jorah, or something like that. Obviously, this will mean that neither John nor Danny lives, so I hope it doesn't happen. Anyways, that's my prediction, and I would love to get your thoughts. Keep up the great work. Now, we are going to do a quick response. Yeah, but we, this, we, I thought this was thought yeah, this we, was great to do a theories video on yeah and this is the kind of stuff that we want to do so when you bring it to the table and this is the premise for which we will discuss we can go in so many different directions and this is great it's so open-ended that yeah we 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 can really you know kind of pull this apart but initial thoughts matt um wow i like it i like it a lot it's really interesting it's i so Ezra and I the other day looked up some of Gurr's other writings, right? Other, other books, and I think there was a book that actually had a similar ending to this, where it was it was this kind of open ended ending. It was something it was about like Mars or something. Like it was like a space. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. It had yeah. like nothing to do with fantasy or whatever. But the ending, I was just doing. I was doing looking at a quick summary of it because I was like, how does he end books? Because a lot of people have said a, a, a typical Gurr ending, and I was yeah. like, okay, so maybe they've read a lot of his other writings. Um, and anyway, so this, the one I happened to click on had this kind of open ended ending. So maybe it could, maybe, maybe, maybe it could happen. Um, I don't think, I personally think that's how it's going to, I think, I think that, well, I think, I think this, that the show and the books are going to be totally different, like totally different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's possible that the books could end this way but i think there's no way the show ends like that i think yeah. the show will have a definitive ending oh really yeah i think this oh, yeah. Sh- yeah i think the show is gonna have a definitive end it could be different but that the books could have a more open-ended oh, absolutely yes. yep ending like this mm-hmm. dang i actually kind of thought the opposite oh really i was actually thinking that perhaps if they somehow were able to it, you know gurr's getting older okay yeah. and if he were to see, say who does he pass it sort of like um Tolkien does. Yeah. He passed these rights over to, to family members, yeah. and they have continued working on his works and expanding on this universe, and their legacy just continues. Yeah. You know, and it's sort of like, then there's a bidding war as to who can get the rights to the Lord of the Rings show. I was thinking, man, he might set something up to where 
if the book is open-ended and allow the show to be open-ended to the point where it's like, yeah, we're going to go back. We're going to go backwards while he's still alive and we'll do all this other cool stuff. But years from now. Or do you think – I don't know. Or do you think it's like Wheel of Time where they just bring somebody in like they did with Brandon Sanderson to finish it? They could. They could. I mean, he needs to appoint that person or have a significant other, someone who can do that. Yeah. You know, right. a, a family. I mean, Brandon Sanderson seems, I mean. No, he's great. Let's, yeah. let's, he's like very to the point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's good. He's good. So, so anyways, that's really cool, Billy. I really like it. I actually think that this this is something very girl-like, yeah. to be honest with you. This is very. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's why I'm a little uh, uh, shocked because we were uh, talking Thrones. We were talking about, uh, we'll go ahead and, you know. I'll spoil a little bit of this for for Fogel. I don't think you've I don't think you've heard this yet. Um, but there's a part where they go to make a sacrifice. If you have not, we are plugging this show just because they're doing such a good job with these plot leaks. It's just fun to kind of like imagine this. But there's a point where Melisandre is saying that we need to make a sacrifice to R'hllor mm-hmm. and these flames. And she said, and they they're all everyone's standing around, and she like points, and she's pointing at little Sam, yeah. the baby. Right. And, and it's just he was supposed to be that last sacrifice to the great other, the 100th sacrifice from from um, uh, Crasher's Keep. Yeah. And that didn't happen. So that's why the Night King is coming to, to really to get this babe. We're going to sacrifice him to R'hllor and there's going to be this, yeah. you know, Azora, well, you know, all this. Well, stuff. the other thing is. So it being we, the baby is we kind talked of we talked a little bit about this uh, in the theory video we just did um, that. Azor High and the Prince Who Are Promised may not even be the same person. Sure, true. And yeah. I actually brought this up in the history lesson yeah. earlier in, the, in this episode, um, is that there's there's multiple different tales of things. They may not be the same person. So Azor High, because there's a lot of people who think this guy could be it, this guy could be it. So That's like right. The Hound, That's right. to me, makes someone as a lot of sense who, if it's not Jon Snow, yeah. would be Azor High. Because how ironic would it be that someone who... Um, you know, like has struggled specifically with yeah. fire is yeah. now the warrior of light. Absolutely. It has, it has to have a we- like a burning sword. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that it, it doesn't all have to be the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So, yeah, uh, dude, what do you think about it? Yeah, what do you think, David? You know, I kind of I kind of agree with you quite a bit on the, the theory. I mean, personally, if that were the way that the show or the book ended, I'd be pretty satisfied with that, honestly. Oh, I would too, yeah. I think that'd be great. Um, but I don't think that's the way that the show's going to end. Yeah. You know, and personally, I always thought that John was going to wind up dying in this season. So that to me wouldn't be surprising. I don't really know about them killing killing off Daenerys, but I mean, it, again, nothing would surprise me at this point. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. I like the way that this is. It'd be cool to dive into it a little deeper. If it happened, that'd be awesome. But mm-hmm. as far as the show goes, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's the way it's going to go. I think they'll, yeah. they'll try and be a little bit more definitive. I think it's ending. just too big. It's too big, and too many people. Well, watch how many it. episodes is it? Six. Six. Yeah. Mm. But, but I mean, this. Could you imagine though? I mean, that's why well, I, I like this. So it's a much. good. It's a good ending. It's is, a really it, good uh, ending. You, you, it's almost this like you build us up like there's going to be this great battle. Someone's going to come forward, and it's not who yeah, we think it but, is. But then it you, is the you, you, would, you would just you know, have this clamoring cycle. of yeah, fans would. that would come up and be like, "So you're doing more now, right?" Yeah, that's true. Uh, I that's mean, why I was you, bringing you, the point. No, it's like we will come to your house. Well, and we it's will burn. well, it's interesting because it's it's interesting because. We've 
it's always been the idea of prequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everyone's been on this idea that well, there like wouldn't really be a sequel mm-hmm. to Game of Thrones, and there may be. There may, and that's be. where I'm saying like <laughs> there's it's a sequel to Star because, Wars. Because here's you know, the thing. You know what I mean, exactly. If, if you if you if you just watch four, five, and six, when you get to six, you're like, okay, yeah. it's done. Like right. it, it's a definitive it's end, but it's not. Right, exactly. And, and actually, but you still knew in the end of six, not to get in Star Wars, but like you still knew there were remnants of the Empire. Absolutely. Yes. And right. things that need to be settled. This is a little different because it's just like, well, if you kill the Night King and like his army's done, like. But it, there's still a Game of Thrones to be played. Yeah. And that's where it's sort of like you could get back into. We wouldn't have a clue. We'd have no, you know, uh, text reference. And someone could literally just go with it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that Gur would ever let that happen no. while he's alive. No. No. While he's alive. No. <laughs> but, you know, maybe later on. Um, so, so, anyways, I, I, I love this idea. That's a good idea. We'll, do, we'll, 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 we'll do, do a whole thing on it. We'll do a whole, I have a lot we'll do a whole video or, or you know, podcast, both. Yeah. I mean, it depends on how long it goes. And we just uh, diving deeper into it and come up with some other bullet points and yeah. ideas. And yeah. Absolutely. So, thanks, Billy. We, we really appreciate yeah. it. Um, we got a quick iTunes review. Uh, uh, Johnny. Um, Bodine says, I don't want to wait until the show begins for there to be a podcast like yours. Thank you so much. Yeah, we, are really, I, we really appreciate iTunes reviews. Those, they help the show so much. They guys. are the single biggest way to help the show. Yeah. So we, give us a review on iTunes. Right. If, if, yeah, if you have something negative to say, send it to Facebook or YouTube. Yeah. Uh, we'll take those. <laughs> we do want to hear the negatives because yeah. we know there are some. But, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and we want to improve, so we actually really do want to get better, and we want to keep kind of having these discussions and, and have a way for you. I mean, our whole Patreon is set up to become a, a member of a book club and a community and to influence the show. Yeah. It's right. literally, it's not just like, oh, just a, so it's, you know, the more you influence the show, the, just the better it is. We have more yeah. content. I mean, discuss. literally, uh, like, our patron, uh, yeah. Lord Parker, is like, he he sensed the de- the level of detail. I know it's insane. Like, it's, it's great. Nuts. I know. Like it's awesome. But but that's that. I don't know if you're a fan of of Gur's work. That's what his books are full of. This reread. I've read this series twice, and I know that's that's actually nothing compared to what most people have read. This they've read yeah. it a, a lot. A I've time. actually like I look. This is really my kind of first read i've read the first book yeah um, but i haven't read the other ones i just watched the show and then dove into like wiki articles yeah youtube videos and stuff like that and there's so this is why you know matt and i years ago uh when we were when we first started covering game of thrones which we did years ago yeah um we would be talking and and we would have this discussion like you would say as can he can he finish this in one book and I said, there is no way, no way man. Yeah. There's so much stuff in here. There's, there's, uh, there's priests and priestesses and other faiths and these different things, these storylines and threads that are just going to lead to all these different... I mean, if, if anything, maybe they're not a part of the main storyline, but there's so many little threads that go off and will just dissipate into what, what I call the blank spaces or the white spaces of a map. And it's sort of the idea that they go out there. We don't really know where they go. It's fun. it's like the side quest in a video game. It's sort yeah, of like yeah. there's all these side quests and stuff that people could write about later and and tell stories and expand the universe. But yeah. it's just like I don't know. So so anyways, um, that's a side note. But all right, guys. So uh, thanks so much. You know that's that's send a raven again. Send those to BTK Cast or onto our uh, Facebook as well. We also just started an Instagram, so you guys can check us out. Oh uh, yep. Is, what's the handle on that BTK Cast? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. There's a there's a link for it on our YouTube page. Cool. Cool. Okay. 
All right, so uh, man the wall. This is just our invite, our plug uh, for uh, social media, which we've been doing the whole time. So we apologize uh, for that. So uh, we're going to continue to do uh, food reviews on Patreon. We're going to continue to do theory theory reviews and histories on Patreon. But Thursdays will also be our day to sort of dump that extra uh, content that's not exclusive to Patreon. So you'll still be getting some of that uh, as well. So uh, we need. We're about ready to do our first HBO to book comparison. We said it last week, and I think we are legitimately. Like there, uh, yeah, we're like two or three, we're like two or three chapters away. Yeah, okay. So we got to get into that. Um, so so we'll have that posted for you guys soon. And I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. So time to say our farewell here. Um, so we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we'll be discussing um, chapter, chapter chapter five, five John. John. Okay. Uh, I'd like to thank Maluka for providing us with our beautiful outro music. Huge thank you to her. Um, subscribe to her YouTube channel for she does these beautiful covers of, of stuff that, that are absolutely ec- uh, ec- excellent. Uh, it's maluka.com, M A L U K A H.com. And uh, we have something special coming up with her soon. We need to email her next week. Uh, so cannot wait to hear back from her. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, uh, or leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We'll see you in a week, and remember, winter is coming. And ours is the fury. <laughs> <laughs>